Welcome to the Relentless Courage Podcast. My name is John Howard. I'm your host, challenging you to live today and every day with relentless courage. So last week we finished up Block Rhythm. Uh, We just kind of recapped the whole program. I thought it was a really good uh, episode, I guess. It wasn't even a podcast episode, though. I just went live in the Relentless Courage Podcast group on Facebook. I'd love to have you join over there. And I'm live right now there, actually, and uh, just trying to feed that group of people as much as I can. Come every, uh, I come every Monday around 9.30. Today it's a little later because I was getting the light set up. And my son, my uh, oldest son, got his driver's license today, my only son. This morning at 8 a.m. he took his driver's test, got it, and uh, we're all excited for uh, to have a new driver in the house. That means less asking for rides, which is kind of sad in a way, but really exciting in most ways. If you like my hat, I'm, I'm wearing a, uh, I'm kind of talking to the group here on Facebook. I'm wearing a Relentless Courage stocking cap. You can get one at johnhoward.co slash shop. Uh, exactly like this. There's also a, uh, like a trucker hat, baseball cap over there which I have not ordered and actually have not even seen yet, but it is for sale because I trust that it would be solid quality anyways. If anybody orders one, let me know how it is. That'll be my next order probably here in the next five or six days. I'll get that and a t-shirt. I might start putting some of my designs on on t-shirts if you haven't seen uh, my designs over at RLTS Courage on Instagram. It's mostly where I'm putting together some uh, designs and they vary all the way from fairly dark to extremely light. Uh, so that's just um, I love doing graphic design and design. I and uh, that's what I do. I do it for my other business, and I figured, you know what? I have these ideas sometimes that pop into my head, and I want to do it here too. So uh, at RLTS Courage on Instagram, uh, and you can follow here uh, on Facebook as well and then join the group too. But today what we're gonna do, we're transitioning and here's the thing, I'm not even exactly sure what we're transitioning to. But there's two programs left that I haven't gone through yet on the podcast. One is Energize, which I created as kind of a series of workouts and I don't think we'll be doing that. I'm gonna uh, do some more writing. I'm gonna refine these programs and kind of make it what it needs to be now, which I'm really excited about. But uh, I also know that that takes some dedicated time and, and, and uh, I, I need to know that it's not going to be interrupted so that I can get it done. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but um, I'm going to try and do some writing. And then I've got action, which is already fully written, just needs to be revised. And I'm really excited to uh, share some of that information with you. I think a lot of it relates fairly well with kind of where we're at these days. So... Let's get into cardio efficiency programming. That's what I'm going to start with. And let me give you a little bit of background on this. This is an e-book, I guess you could say, that I wrote many years ago when I was doing corporate wellness. I thought about all the experiences I have in exercise and the transformative experiences I had in exercise. And I came across, I I thought about an experiment that I did when I was working with Lifetime Fitness here in Minneapolis as a metabolic technician. So we were putting masks on people, working uh, oxygen, carbon dioxide, a gas exchange, finding out what heart rates were the best to be training at and things. And uh, we played with this super uh, fancy machine because we were bored one day and 
we were looking to uh, looking to learn some stuff, and we did, and that is what I'm about to share with you now. So let's just get into it. Cardio efficiency programming. All right, we're going to talk background, 10-minute warm-up, cardio assessment, our discovery. We're going to apply it, and then I'm going to share a couple of interval templates with you. So page one here, do you want to do cardio safely, effectively, and efficiently? Would you like to learn a proven system where all you need is your body and your brains to make it happen? When I worked as a metabolic technician at a major health club here in Minneapolis, I had the opportunity to perform hundreds of cardio assessments. In this cardio efficiency programming case study, I teach you how I determine my own target intensity and how I help others do the same. And I wouldn't say that I'm at a competitive level by on any le- by any means, at least in long distance events, which is what I typically do now. Ultra marathons, I've done 25 plus ultras, three for seven at the 100 mile distance. But uh, this is especially applicable when I'm getting myself back into shape after taking a few months off, which I typically do every single year. The information contained inside is applicable immediately and I've included simple uh, interval templates for you. Enjoy. And I will be sharing this ebook for free over at the Relentless Courage podcast group so you can have it for reference as well. 10 minute warm up. Determining what intensity to do your cardio at. When you are picking your cardio intensity for the day, use your breathing and muscle tension as key indicators. Let me explain. Warm up for 5 to 10 minutes to elevate your body's core temperature and loosen up your muscles. Once you've warmed up, continue to elevate either speed or incline if you're on the treadmill. You can do watts or any type of power metric if you're on an elliptical or a bike. Gradually until a couple of things happen. One, your jaw drops, you get labored breathing. Jaw drop is a great way to determine what your cardio limit should be when looking to use the maximum amount of fat possible for the workout. Fat is our most efficient fuel source and we should tap into it whenever possible for a variety of reasons. If you were having a conversation with someone, the point when it becomes difficult to converse with them is the point where your breathing becomes labored and your jaw drops. Muscle burn. This is when your body transitions from using fat to using the carbohydrates stored in your muscles for fuel. The burning is literally your muscles burning their storage. This is an indication that your body has crossed over into full carb burn. We are limited in the amount of carbohydrates we have to use for fuel as we need to replenish our stores uh, all the time. With fat, we always carry extra. Most of us, uh, a lot extra. Me, a lot extra. All of us have way more fat than um, we would actually like need physiologically. Uh, I would say uh, most of us, not everyone. Some carry unhealthy and detrimental levels of fat, thus making it even more important to use that extra fat for fuel in order to get rid of it. While I was working at a major gym chain, Lifetime Fitness, here in Minneapolis, I had the opportunity to do cardiovascular assessments for members. We had a very strict protocol that we were expected to follow, and most of the time we did. However, there was a group of us trainers that were curious to see just how different stimulus would affect our ability to use fat for fuel. So we did what any curious person who refused to let fear of negative consequences stop us We experimented with the machine and learned some pretty cool stuff. 
The cardio assessment. I'll start by going over what the assessment looked like briefly, kind of the, the idea that we brought all members through. Members would show up after following a very close protocol for the assessment. We would ask them to place a heart rate strap on themselves, then put on the mask that would hook up to the computer where we would measure the gas exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide. With this information, we would get what heart rate each individual would burn fat most efficiently at, which is called the aerobic base, and what heart rate their body would transition over to 100% carb burn, and that is the anaerobic threshold. There are benefits to both types of training when used in the proper situation. Once we had them all hooked up, we would warm up for 5 to 10 minutes and we would begin the assessment. We would slowly ramp up each individual and read our machine. Once we got all the information, we would unhook them, sit down, explain the results, and send them on their way with a plan for success. For a scalable product, it was done really well and it worked to give individuals what their heart, uh, target heart rate was for that day. I don't know about you, but I show up differently every day, and I think most of us probably do. Our discovery... What we discovered after deciding there must be a better way was to experiment with each other and see what effect that threshold had on our ability to use fat for fuel. Know this, the higher our heart rate, the more overall calories our bodies use. A calorie is a measure of heat and energy. So if our aerobic base is high, then we use a high percentage, 50 to 70% of a big number being calories coming from fat, which we've already determined is our most effective and efficient fuel source. What we wanted to see is what effect was had after we crossed our anaerobic threshold. Would our aerobic base be higher, lower, or the same as it was on our first ramp up? The first ramp up is what we brought all members through who purchased the assessment. What we learned was that after working through our base on the way up and crossing over our anaerobic threshold by 10 to 15 beats per minute, our base actually moved up to where we initially crossed our threshold. Let me give you an example, but before I do, I want to remind you that the higher our aerobic base, the more efficiently our body is capable of using fat for fuel. Fat is our most efficient fuel source, and many of us have, access, have excess fat that we would like to get rid of. What I'm about to share with you is how you can use this simple system to use more fat yourself during exercise. And you won't need to go through the trauma of a fitness floor with an alien mask and a fitness professional who is working hard to rush you through a corporate-driven experience. Most of your experiences will be amazing if you choose to go through an assessment like that, but in my experience, it's unnecessary. So here goes. Let's apply it. When you hop on the treadmill with this newly gained information, do it with a purpose. You are now equipped with a tool that will help you use fat for fuel more efficiently. That means you'll be able to speed up your results if you're truly committed to making it happen. As you slowly increase the incline at a, a speed slightly faster than your warm-up speed, be mindful of how you feel. How is your breathing changing? It will take 30 seconds or so for your body to settle into a new speed and incline, so be patient with this process. And these instructions go to a treadmill. You can do this on any 
um, cardiovascular device, I guess you could say, or tool. Just use different metrics, um, you know, resistance, cadence, those are uh, both good as well. You can even say a sentence or two every minute or so just to see how your intensity level would be affecting your ability to communicate. As you approach your limit and you'll feel it coming, keep in mind what speed and incline you're at. You'll feel the need to take a deep breath and settle in. Once you feel that jaw drop and your muscles begin burning carbohydrates, keep going. Take it one step further, another two degrees incline or half mile an hour. Once you do that, bring your speed and incline back to where you first began to feel the burn and labored breathing. It should feel differently now. Work your intervals that way. Throughout your workout, you should be mindful of how you're feeling. You'll likely tire later in the workout. It's called cardiac drift when your base and threshold shift during a workout. You'll get more tired and may need to adjust your intensity accordingly. Err on the safe side early in your fitness program as you will progress quickly with consistent effort over time. Every day you'll show up with a different set of zones and intensities that you should follow to be most efficient. This will depend on what you've eaten that day, how much sleep you've gotten, and what your stress levels are, among many other things. As you gain experience with this process, your life will shift towards your most efficient self. It will begin to affect all aspects of your life and transcends the treadmill or cardiovascular equipment. Interval Templates These levels are to be followed after your initial discovery ramp-up, that'd be the warm-up, that you'll complete each day after, after your warm-up, that initial ramp-up. High and low refer to different intensities completely specific to your body in current moment of time, in the current moment of time. So a beginner template would be high for one minute, low for four minutes. Intermediate, high for two minutes, low for three minutes. Advanced, high for three minutes, low for two minutes. Elite, high for four minutes, and low for one minute. And those high levels are the uh, levels above the threshold. Uh, the threshold even after that initial ramp up. You are now equipped with a tool that will last a lifetime, whether you're looking to get off the couch and lose fat, PR your next 5K, or complete your first 50-mile foot race. The human body does not care what your goals are. Whatever motivates you to move, get out there and do it. This system also can be applied when you are on the elliptical machine, rowing machine, or outside running or biking. It's all based on perceived exertion. And the more you concentrate on how your body responds to different loads and intensities, the more efficient your approach will become. Now, I believe that heart rate uh, can be a great tool to use, whether it's a you know, Garmin or uh, Polar. Uh, there's others as well that you can use. Um, or even if you've just got a strap that comes with your treadmill or bike, um, uh, you definitely heart rate. The more information we can have, the better. But you know, if if you just want to go outside and go for a run, or if you just want to hop on the treadmill and get some work done, or if you're like me and you're not like all big on that analytic stuff all the time, then just hop on the treadmill, get that initial ramp going, find out what your zones are about for that day, 
and work your intervals like that. And you know, what I'll do sometimes is I will, uh, I'm right now, last week, let's talk about last week, two days I did treadmill workouts, 60 minutes each. The first one was um, race specific to Superior, which is a 50K I'm doing in May. And that event is very hilly, lots of elevation change, up and down. The problem with treadmill is there isn't down, but the up will help prepare you. So I aimed for elevation. I walked more than I ran. I jogged a bit at moderate inclines, but it was mostly a hiking workout. I wasn't too concerned with how far I traveled. I just wanted to get uh, elevation. I got about 1,300 feet in in 60 minutes. So the, the next workout I did was Thursday, so two days later, and this one was more geared towards the race that I'm doing in April, which is a trail mix 50K and doesn't quite have the steep ups and downs. It's got more rolling hills. So uh, I set it to see how far I could travel in 60 minutes instead of how high I could climb. Now I still got about 700 feet of elevation because I do like climbing, and um, but I was able to cover a, a more distance in the same amount of time using the same idea uh, of cardio efficiency programming and working my way up, holding it, uh, taking that de- uh, deep reset breath, and then coming back down below that base before ramping back up again. So this stuff's applicable. It doesn't matter what your fitness level is. It doesn't matter if you're just getting out of the couch, off the couch and going up the stairs. It takes the wind out of you. Um, do you, you can use this system immediately, today, right now. And uh, so that is cardio efficiency programming. I've shared this information in a lot of different ways and I'm going to continue to share it. So I hope it helps uh, today. And, um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, head over to the Relentless Courage podcast group on Facebook. Uh, You can also follow Relentless Courage as a page there on Facebook as well where you'll you'll see some of that design stuff. RLTS Courage on Instagram uh, where you'll see some design as well uh, that will be coming uh, with some t-shirts and things. Head over to johnhoward.co, J-O-N-H-O-W-A-R-D.co slash shop and you can find the hat I'm wearing now. If you can't see it, head over to, uh, maybe I'll take a picture and make it the cover of the episode. Um, and a a trucker hat as well. So uh, I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you feel there's someone that might benefit from hearing it, please share this with them. And I challenge you to live today with relentless courage.